Welcome to Tim Bray's Ongoing Podcast, which is an audio version of a selection of the articles on my blog, also called Ongoing, I'm Tim Bray. You can find the blog at tbray.org. This is pretty well the same story you'd experience by reading it, but some people would rather listen. Here we go. This article was published on the 26th of November, 2022, and is entitled, Bye, Twitter. Uh, editorial note, uh, like the last one I recorded, I am doing so in a boat in a snowstorm, and the heating is on, so there may be some background heating noises. Bye, Twitter. Today I'm leaving Twitter because I don't like making unpaid contributions to a for-profit publisher whose proprietor is an alt-right troll, but also because it's probably going to break down. Read on for details. I was beginning to think the end of Twitter narrative was overblown, but evidence is stacking up. First of all, the increasingly toxic politics. Check out, link, Elon Musk and the Narcissism Radicalization Maelstrom by Josh Marshall and link, Elon Musk bans crime think from Twitter at the urging of far-right troll. And Then there's the technology. Because of the way modern web services work, it's unsurprising that it ticks along even with much of the workforce gone. I expect that happy state of affairs to end as soon as they start deploying new features, or really any kind of update, because the greatest threat to a service is the team that operates it. And the threat is sharpest when they need to upgrade the service to fix a bug or unleash a new feature. Especially when the same people have all left, the ones who don't want to commit to a hardcore lifestyle to enrich Elon. What I'm doing. I'm not closing or deleting my account because Twitter might come back. Who knows? But I'm going to stop posting pictures and observation and amplifying worthy voices and all that stuff. Remember? Unpaid contributions, alt-right troll. Fuck that. I've deleted the app from my phone. And by the way, I've put the Mastodon app in the spot where it used to be, so my muscle memory still works. For the moment, my short-form notes on the world are available at at timbre at mastodon.cloud. Come on over. That, ma- that address will probably change to end with something other than mastodon.cloud, but don't worry. Mastodon lets me and anyone migrate between hosts and bring along followers. Isn't that wonderful? I have roughly one-tenth the follower count. Wait, that just changed since I wrote this. I would say I now have about one fifth the follower count that I do on Twitter, and am following only one-sixth as many, that's gone up a bit too, but has already become as amusing and instructive as my experience on Twitter. I'll still use Twitter to post pointers to ongoing pieces, because that benefits me, not Elon. Oh, the other thing I'm doing is working with the excellent people at cosocial.ca to build a co-op-based Canadian Mastodon presence. Check it out. Are people really leaving Twitter? Yes. But it's super hard to measure. There's an API for exploring the Mastodon instance space, that's a link, and then the Mastodon API itself lets you query an instance, that's a link, for its activity. There's a feed full of graphs, that's a link, that apparently relies on this stuff. It's been showing several thousand Mastodon signups per hour ever since the musk poison started flowing. I've seen as many as 10k and as few as 2k per hour. It's growing, but it's not clear how fast, and the data may be sketchy. Another metric, much more personal and anecdotal, the really interesting people and organizations I follow on Twitter are steadily showing up on Mastodon. I'm not using any of the migration support apps, it's just that the word seems to get around, naturally and organically. So, well, suppose I'm right about Twitter, what's next? Well, I'm not exactly the only person who's noticed the problems. In response, the noosphere is thick with alternative social media offerings trying to fling themselves in front of the Twitter exodus. They fall into two baskets, companies and the Fediverse. So companies trying to be the new Twitter, these include, for example, Cohost, Post, Counter.Social, and Hive. I think they're all doomed. 
Twitter's achievement, concentrating a higher proportion of the world's interesting voices in one place, was the result of an insanely lucky accident of history and is not going to be replicated by any startup wannabe in 2022. Speaking as a random person who was successful on Twitter, I can see no good arguments for redirecting my voice into anyone else's for-profit venture-driven algorithm, venture-funded algorithm-driven engagement-maximizing wet dream. Federation. I've already written about Mastodon, that's a link. Experts will insist on pointing out that the real story isn't Mastodon as such, it's the Fediverse and ActivityPub and OStatus and so on. They're right, and if you're one of my geekier readers, you will probably enjoy diving into that stuff. But if you just want to get away from that Twitter stench right now, Mastodon is a decent proxy for the whole sector, and go to Mastodon is good advice, and that's my advice. The great thing about Mastodon is that it's not just one thing. It's thousands of different instances, and from any of them, you can follow and interact with anyone on any other. The worst thing about Mastodon is to get started, you have to choose an instance. But it turns out that doesn't matter very much, because as noted above, if you find you'd rather be on another one, you can migrate with one click, and your followers come along with you. There are lots of getting started guides, but you know, I wouldn't worry too much. As long as you're basically a decent human being, you'll figure it out and do okay. Why Mastodon will succeed? It's because of those instances. They solve a whole bunch of identity problems by creating what computer geeks like me call namespaces. I can give you theory, but screw that. Here are a few interesting Mastodon handles. I'm going to read these out slowly. Uh, I think they're quite effective. Printed, but let's see how it works. One, at sign Noam Chomsky, at sign faculty.mit.edu. Two, at sign Sally Wong, at sign undergrads.mit.edu. Three, at sign Vladimir.Putin, at sign Kremlin.ru. Four, at sign Bay, B-E-Y, at sign Beyonce.com. Five, at sign Maggie.Haberman, at sign NYTimes.com. Six, at sign Tim Cook, at sign Mastodon.Apple.com. At sign seven, DMV. Sorry, 7, at sign DMV, at sign LACounty.gov. See, each one of these comes with a source organization and then, then an identity, and just by glancing at them, you learn lots of things. You know, as of writing this, none of those actually existed, but none would be surprising. I think each one tells you a story and teaches what, teaches what you might expect to find if you follow it. And none of them rely on an opaque and unreliable verification process offered by an exploitative tech giant. An instance isn't just a server with some software on it. It can be a neighborhood, a faculty, a rock band, an employer, a religion, or a lawn bowling club. But there will also be general purpose instances for anyone who just wants to talk. Here are some predictions. 1. General purpose, non-affinity group instances won't be free. Typical charges will be 5 or 10 bucks a month. They will compete on the quality of their moderation and spam or abuse prevention. Some of them will have familiar names, like for example Gmail and LinkedIn and Reddit. Four. Some of them will be ad-supported, but those, unless they're big dogs like Google, will be sketchy and unreliable. Is it perfect? Of course not. It's missing features that Twitter has, like quote, tweet, and search. That's okay. Twitter launched without most of those. People improvised ways to get what they wanted, and the good ones were absorbed into the technology. A lot of people are worried about scaling. If a few tens of millions more Twitter followers pile on. I'm not. Oh, sure, the current Mastodon stack, a stateful Rails monolith, will um, struggle, but computers are cheap, and we've solved these kinds of problems before. There will be fail whales, but it won't be bad enough to pe keep people from having fun and getting value. The real worry, it's about abuse and moderation. 
one of the things that shocked me over the last couple of weeks has been the voices of a few people from oppressed groups, oppressed groups, black, indigenous people of color, LGBTQ+, women, pointing out that they're facing some really nasty abuse on Mastodon. In some cases, they're going back to Twitter. It doesn't shock me that they experience abuse. It shocks me that Twitter had made so much progress that it's seen as a better alternative. By the way, it's not universal. I've heard black voices saying, huh, I'm doing okay. But I do believe it bites hard on people who are some combination of visible and articulate and passionate, and it's not acceptable. This is a big, difficult subject, and if the Mastodon community can't figure out how to tackle it, I'd have to withdraw my recommendation to, to come on on, come on over. But I'm optimistic that there's a good path forward. Lots of smart people are thinking hard about it, and there already seem to be instances that have started doing a good job of protecting people who need it. But people shouldn't have to suffer abuse as a consequence of picking the wrong instance. Anyhow, this is a big subject, and this piece is already too long. I will write more later. This is fun. I mean, living through the sharp edge of what might turn out to be a social media inflection point. And I experienced an unexpected wave of relief when I deleted Twitter from my phone. Give it a try. And that's all, folks.